There's one thing I want you to do for me. What? Come here. When? When? What are we waiting for? Take this! Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tim Gaither Podcast. This is episode 85. My guest today was going to be Jesus Trejo, very funny comedian, paid regular at the Comedy Store, uh, doing a lot of great things for himself and his career, but uh, unfortunately, he had to uh, reschedule with me, so he's not going to be here today, but I didn't want to not put out a podcast, so um, I'm going to do one that's just going to be me and uh, some things I've been thinking about and what's going on in my life and that kind of stuff and uh so if you don't like the sound of my voice this probably be a good time to stop listening but i promise i won't ramble on too long and uh, if i feel it's getting stale or if i'm just not making any sense then i'll stop it but i did have some things i was going to talk about next week i'm going to have royce alger on the podcast royce was a two-time ncaa champion for the university of iowa he wrestled under Dan Gable. He was a world silver medalist. And I've heard him on a few different podcasts. And he has great stories. And he's a very funny guy as well as being obviously a stud. I don't think he lost his last two years of college. Um, which is not an easy feat by any means. Uh, Division One wrestling is crazy tough. Um, so a little update on my, my baby boy. He is eight months old. Little Micah. And I tell you what, we could not have gotten more lucky. Uh, this baby is so freaking cute, and I know a lot of people say that. I, I hear people say, all babies are cute. Well, that's bullshit. Uh, some babies are fucking ugly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just going to say it. Some of them are. They're just uh, listless and not cute and... Uh, we got lucky, man. He, he sleeps through the night. He smiles all the time. He laughs. Um, I, I make him laugh more than anyone, which makes me very happy, um, obviously. Um, he, you know, he's a baby, so he obviously cries. But he doesn't cry unless there's something wrong or unless, uh, you know, he wants to be a little more attention or something. Um but I, I have no complaints. It, it's extremely difficult getting him to sleep sometimes. That's been the hardest part, and any parent will tell you um, how freaking hard that is um, and how much it can try your patience and how, I'm not going to lie, there, it's definitely a lot of work. As great a baby as he is, uh, there's no human on the planet that uh, gets woken up at 4 a.m. or 3 a.m. and doesn't uh, occasionally snipe at their spouse or whatever. But as far as that goes, I've been very lucky also. Um, my wife is very even keel, and and not to say she hasn't gotten upset or grumpy about anything, because she has. She's a human being, but it, it could be much, much worse. Um, my friend, I won't mention his name, because he might not want me to, <laughs> but he told me a story about how he was, uh, they have twins, and, and maybe I, 
I've already given it away by saying they have twins for people who know him, but they have twins, and in the beginning, you know, again, it's very difficult when you get woken up in the middle of the night, um, and it can cause arguments, and, you know, on who's going to take the baby and all that stuff, but my friend told me a story about how he had gotten up like three or four times in a row to take care of the babies, and and he got up again to do it. And we're all human. You can't not have a little bit of, um, what's the word? You can't have a little bit of animosity towards your spouse on occasion. Um, if you've gotten the baby three or four times in a row, especially like sometimes my wife will sleep so hard that she doesn't even know that I got the baby three or four times in a row. Um, and then she'll make a comment about, you're going to have to get up with him next time or something. And I've said it a couple times, and in my head, I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking about? And if you haven't had sleep, man, it doesn't take much to set you off. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, I say all that to say my friend's story, he got up with a baby, and uh, he was a little uh, less than happy about it, and uh, he's walking into the bedroom to get the kids and take care of them, and... uh, he hears his wife from the other room, make sure you check the diaper. And he's super grumpy. And he says it out loud. Yeah, like I wouldn't check the diaper, you stupid fucking bitch. <laughs> and this guy is very, he's a nice dude. He loves his wife. Um, you know, he just said it because he didn't think she could hear. Well, he didn't realize that the baby monitor did hear it and she heard it and... So he says, yeah, like I wouldn't check the diaper, you stupid fucking bitch. And <laughs> and then he hears, what did you say? And, uh, yeah, so so you got to be careful. We don't have a baby monitor, um, per se. We've got this little sock thing that, put, that he puts on his foot at night. We put it on his foot at night, and, and, uh, and it monitors his heart rate and his breathing and Sleeping patterns and all that's pretty cool, but we don't have a, a baby monitor, and it's probably a good thing because I'm sure that I've said some things that uh, I wouldn't want anyone else to hear. Uh, lack of sleep um, is is hard. Anyway, uh, I'm doing well. Um, I've been trying to stay busy. I haven't been going on the road a whole lot lately. Uh, where was I just at? Um... I did Vegas. That was a lot of fun. I, I got to uh, Andrew Dice Clay was was um, he had like the Late Show and he I was doing the eight on Friday Thursday Friday Friday Saturday Sunday I was doing uh, just one show and then he was doing the Late Show and so I, there's this huge green room at the uh, Las Vegas Laugh Factory. It's a really beautiful green room, probably the the nicest I've ever been in and, and and been able to have access to. And afterwards, I, I, I had uh, a good conversation with Carl LeBove, who was on episode 84. I encourage you to listen to that, especially if you're into stand-up comedy, because he is not only one of the funniest guys in the country, he's one of the nicest guys in the country. And I, I asked him to be on the podcast, and we did it, and, and I really enjoyed it. He broke down like how he writes and how he goes about his craft, and and it was really inspiring for me uh, as someone who, I, I write a lot of stuff and I come up with a lot of stuff, but it, it's it's extremely difficult to 
write jokes that work everywhere, every time. You know, and, and that's our job. As much as we want to um, be true to ourselves and only write about things we think are, you know, funny and this and that, and, and I I have a tendency to talk about things with that Jason Dixon would call a degree of difficulty. You know, I'm a white guy that talks about race a fair amount, and uh, I have a problem with the official story of 9-11, and, and I've been talking about that more on stage. But again, my job is to be funny with it, and uh, not just preach about things. And as many of you know, my kind of comedy idol, especially starting out, was Bill Hicks. And there was nobody better um, when it comes to talking about serious topics like the Kennedy assassination and all that. Um, but if you listen to the podcast, you'll, you'll hear all this again, but Carl Bove uh, knew him pretty well. And he said that, you know, he also aided a lot. You know, when he, especially when he was when he was fleshing that stuff out, he ate it a lot, and 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 some of the stuff Carl was telling me on that podcast about not being afraid to eat it, and just you know, you need to listen to the podcast. I don't want to be redundant, and and I don't want to ramble too much, but it was it was really inspiring for me. And uh, anyway, I hope you listen to it. Uh, let's see. Back to the boy and women and patience. Um, you women, God bless you. I mean, your patience level is so much greater than, than ours and than men. Um, so I just wanted to say that. God bless all of you. I have a lot more respect for women since I had a baby. Uh, I feel like I always respected women, but now I super respect them. Like, you guys are just, uh, you make the world go round. You really do. Like, if it wasn't for women, we would just be a bunch of, <laughs> I don't know what the hell we'd be, but it wouldn't be good. Um, uh, so, going, I'm, I'm sorry, one-man podcasts are hard. You're kind of all over the place. Um, but speaking last week with Carl LeBove, uh it inspired me to do some, to to dig a little deeper and, and, and be a little less afraid and to just walk through the fear of, of trying new things and especially... Um, things that may be a little controversial, like a, a lot of people look at me like I have three eyeballs when I tell them that I think the official story of 9-11 was a crock of shit. And I'm not saying that I know who did 9-11. I mean, I have my theories, but I'm not going to float them on a podcast because that'd be irresponsible of me, frankly. Um, but I don't feel like it's irresponsible of me to say uh, that I think the official story of 9-11, and you guys have probably heard me, if, you're, if you've listened to my, all my podcasts, you've heard me talk about this a couple times, but the official story of 9-11, that 18 guys simultaneously hijacked four airplanes and flew one into the Pentagon, which is the most restricted airspace there is, and there's 86 cameras trained on the World Trade, excuse me, the Pentagon at all times, but there's not one video of a plane hitting that building. Um, it put a 16-foot hole crater in the Pentagon, almost a perfect hole, um, the thing, the plane that went down in Shanksville, there's so much surrounding that that is, in my eyes, a complete crock of shit. Uh, the world, the, the, the towers wouldn't have fallen the way they did. Uh, if you think I'm crazy, Google Building 7, uh, that building fell, the, the third tower that fell that day that a lot of people don't even know about, fell that day, and it had some office fires, and it fell in six seconds. Six seconds. It just doesn't work that way. That's that's not 
And I cannot believe that more people don't have questions. I mean, they say he, within 30 minutes they were saying that, that Osama bin Laden was the guy. And I'm, I was thinking, well, if you knew it was him, why didn't you keep a better eye on the guy? You know, if, if you thought that he was going to do this. Anyway, I'm, I'm, that's here nor there. I want to stick with the facts as I know them. And that is uh, so much surrounding that day um, is bullshit. And the media doesn't talk about it. The media is owned by the government. And again, here I go getting into the the who of it. Um, but I'll say, go ahead and say a couple more things. Donald Rumsfeld was doing uh, triage that day on the, uh, you know, like he was helping people onto gurneys and all this stuff at the Pentagon. Well, that guy's like fourth in line for the presidency. Do you really believe that if they, we thought we were under some huge terror attack that, that, that he wouldn't have been two miles underground in a bunker somewhere, if he really thought that, that the shit was hitting the fan and all that, they, they he wouldn't have even had a, a choice. They would have ushered him into a, a hole in the ground. And, and uh, anyway, I, I'm talking about some things that I, I, I didn't mean to talk about. <laughs> but every time I start talking about it, I, I can't help but, uh, but be like, man, how do people not have more questions about that day? How do people not have more questions about them saying that all four black boxes were completely destroyed, obliterated, which, by the way, they're supposed to be indestructible, and they were all four obliterated, and yet they found a Saudi passport and a driver's license and, and uh, a bandana? How did those things survive the World Trade Center but but the black boxes didn't. Um, do a little research. And please don't think I'm crazy. I hope you're still listening. Um, again, I, I, I'm not saying I know exactly who was behind it and any of that. And I was just like most of you guys that think it's insane. My little brother floated this idea to me. And I was like, you are out of your mind, dude. There's no way that went down any other way but the way they said it and blah, blah, blah. And then I did a little research and I sometimes wish I hadn't. So, uh, oh, by the way, he, Osama bin Laden, orchestrated this entire thing from a cave in Afghanistan with a satellite phone. I don't get a signal in my garage. I drive through parts of Hollywood and lose a signal. Um, <laughs> if I go on my back porch, I don't get a signal half the time. But we're supposed to believe that he was able to comp- to uh to do all this shit from a cave in Afghanistan. I'm sorry, but I don't I don't believe that. And uh anyway, uh okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done uh talking about 9/11. But those are the kind of things that I want to talk about on stage and be funny with. And Carl LeBove kind of inspired me to just have the balls to do it and to talk about things that that I have questions about, frankly. Um and I went up the other night at the comedy store and and not only did I talk about it, but I had an attitude like, I don't give a shit what you believe, this is what I believe, and I didn't apologize for anything, and and when you talk about things that are controversial, you can't apologize for them, and you can't hem-haw around and act like, well, maybe, maybe. no, you have to commit to it if you're gonna, if you're gonna take that stance. And I did, and it felt great. Um... You know, if you if you're a comedian and you care about what you're doing and and getting better, not just getting laughs, but getting better and more comfortable and and talking about controversial things, you you 
we talk about all the time about finding your voice and, and those kind of things. And the other night, I feel like I found a part of my voice at the comedy store on stage. There was probably 20 people in the audience. And, and I hope and pray that when I'm in front of a, a sold-out audience or a huge audience that I can have the same kind of balls. Because it's, frankly, easier with a smaller crowd. I mean, it's more intimate, and and it's harder to float complex ideas with huge crowds, um, especially if you are if you want to kill. There's nothing worse than getting stared at by 200 people. 20 people isn't such a big deal. You can always reason that it was such a small crowd, and that's why. But, so... Uh, Anyway, listen to that podcast. Uh, I'm going to change topics here and talk about uh, how full of shit we are becoming as a country. Um, it's the other day I was on Facebook and, and a very good friend of mine's girlfriend who I've never met. And I started to comment on it, and I was like, "No, I don't want to start an argument with." No matter how well I go about it, I don't want to start an argument with someone who is the girlfriend of someone that is a very good friend of mine. But she put up this big post about racism, and she's white, of course, this white girl, and which seems to be a lot of the time who has such strong opinions about race, um, is white women. Those are the ones who have such a problem at my shows. If they ever have a problem with anything, it's always a white woman. Um, or or that says something I said was racist or this or that, which couldn't be further from the truth. I, I wouldn't say anything on stage that was racist because I'm not racist, and and you're not gonna you're not gonna build a any kind of following that I want to have by being racist or ignorant about that kind of thing. Um, but I I say that to say that she made a comment. She was talking about how many people she didn't realize that they were racist. And uh, and one of the things she said was, if you're a Trump supporter, you are a racist. And, and that was the end of it. And I got to tell you, that is not fair. There are a lot of good people in this country. And of course, there are some dipshits and some racists and some people you would never want to hang out with that voted for him. And that is certainly a, probably a pretty big part of his... Uh, base, fan base, whatever you want to call it, um, but also, it, it's that those people are, are more, idiots have no problem saying idiot shit, and those are the ones who unfortunately get all the attention, is the idiots in this country, the people who are extreme left or extreme right, oftentimes we want to act like they represent all Republicans or all Democrats or all this or all that, which is just flat out irresponsible and not true, and I know a lot of good people who are anything but racist that voted for Donald Trump, and a lot of it had to do with the economy, which, by the way, is doing great. You can't say it's not doing great, and you can argue that it was someone else's policies that started whatever. I don't know a lot about politics, but I I know that people are, are very full of shit these days. You can't make the comment that all Trump supporters are racist because it's not fair. There were a lot of people that voted for Trump because he was uh, Obama under those, you know, which would have been largely repeated under Clinton. Um, it wasn't great for small business. I have uh, a few family members who 
who have small businesses, and they voted for Donald Trump because he was going to be much better for their business. And guess what? He has. Maybe that's not a popular thing for me to say, but he has. Um, their, their businesses are thriving now. And when, when Obama was president, his tax policies and this and that, he was taxing the hell out of these small businesses and just choking the life out of them. And if you think I'm full of shit, well, you probably don't have a small business. Um, I know someone who had to write a check for $57,000 to the government. And people think, well, if you had to write a check that much, you must make a lot of money. Yes and no. I mean, having a business is very expensive and difficult. And um, it, it's not fair to say that they're all uh, that they're all just killing it because they own a business. Um Owning a business is hard. Um, so to th- say things like that, I don't feel like is, is fair. And I see all these, and I, I, I wish social media wasn't a thing. I really do. Um, it, it's, it's been very bad, in my opinion, for the quality of stand-up comedy. Um, it's done nothing but divide us and give everyone an opinion who, frankly... God. Does everyone... Maybe everyone deserves to have their opinion heard, but I don't know. There's a lot of stupid opinions out there and a lot of ignorant takes. And I see so much hatred and, and how do I say this? I've come across a lot of posts like on Twitter and that kind of thing. Some girl the other day said she had this post about her, this friend of hers who screwed over a girl and at the, the, the gist of the post was, all men are trash. Well, that's not fair. It, it's not, we can't move forward, in my opinion, and become one human race if we don't stop thinking it's okay to hate certain people. Um, like 50,000, this girl doesn't even have a big following, and like 50,000 people like that statement that all men are trash. And I see sta- I see comments sometimes like, um, I hate white people, and that kind of shit. I mean, just blatant racism and sexism. Sexism and racism, do contrary to what some people believe, is not just... Uh, against minorities and women, if you hate all men because you've had negative experiences with men, that's not right. There's a lot of good men in this country and in this world who don't deserve to be lumped in with every dick you've ever met. Just like if a minority stole from you, it wouldn't be okay to say all minorities are thieves or all, you know, it wouldn't be okay because it's not true. But it's fine if people say, I hate men, or I hate white people. And no one has a problem with that. And and I'm not sitting here saying that that's the biggest problem in this country, and poor white guys, you know, large white guys in, in, in large part are still doing all right, and, and I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that hate and discrimination is not okay, even if the person you're hating and discriminating against is a white guy. It's just not fair. It's not fair to say that all women suck because you got screwed over by a few of them and all women are evil, because that's not true either. There's a lot of great women in this country. Um, Just like I'm sure there's a lot of people that voted for Donald Trump that are not racist at all, and I know them. I know some of them. So it's just not, 
and on the same token, it's not okay to say that anyone who's a Democrat um, is extreme to the left and cries when they see someone wearing a, a, a MAGA hat. Um, for people, people that act like that, like that's the same thing as a Ku Klux Klan hat. That's come on, come on with that bullshit. That is not. It's insane to me that people would would make that comparison, or when people say you know the guy's a Nazi or or um. Anyway, making those kind of comments is. is Comparing what's going on at the border to the concentration camps where they were putting people to death. Come on. Come on. I mean, what the fuck? Uh, um, anyway, what else do I want to say here? Just think for yourself, you know, and, and, and don't... Don't hate large groups of people because you've had bad experiences. No, no matter who you've had bad experiences with. It's just, you know, just think for yourself. Um, being nice to people and kind to your fellow man and all that, it starts in the home, uh, not who's the president. If someone was a racist piece of shit, um, if someone is a racist piece of shit, rather, they were that way before Donald Trump got voted in. Um, so people that are acting like, like it, like racism is like okay now, you know, in certain places because he's the president. That's crazy to me. Uh, it starts in the home, you know. Teach your kids to be nice to everyone. That's my thing. Be nice to everyone until they're not nice to you, and then they can fuck off. No matter what color they are, no matter what sex they are, if they're not nice to you, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to talk to that person. So. Thank you guys for listening. I'm sorry this was shorter than most of them, and I'm sorry I didn't have a guest, but I, I just had some things I wanted to to, uh, to say, and uh, so I said them, and, and uh, I hope it made sense, and I hope you guys go to timgathercomedy.com and, and follow me on all my social media links. At GaitherTim is my Twitter. Um, at TimGaither is my Instagram. Um... And I haven't been putting up a lot of stuff lately. I, I get I go through these periods where I'm so over social media and and all that shit. You know, like when I got into stand up, I just wanted to do stand up and get good at it and and do it for a living. And and so much about this business has changed. And man, it's easy to ramble on a uh, one person podcast. So make sure you tune in next week and listen to me uh, with Royce Alger. Um, even if you're not a wrestling fan, he's got some amazing stories. So, uh, as always, go to makingithappen.com, M-A-C-A-N-ithappen.com. Help out little Bo Macon. He recently had his 53rd surgery. I think I said that on the last podcast. So, make sure you help out that family. And uh, timgathercomedy.com, I will be going to Portland next Saturday to do uh, a cannabis club. Um it's just one night, one show in Portland, and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, the, the owner is a cool dude, and it's going to be a fun show. And then at the end of the month, I will be in Tulsa, Oklahoma at the Looney Bin Comedy Club. And then the 30th, I'll be at the Irvine Improv, I believe. Irvine or Brea, one of the two. So if you're in California or Tulsa, Oklahoma or any of those places, and you you, uh, you want to hear some of my new stuff and... and 
and uh, see a good comedy show. Please come out and support me. And uh, I believe that's everything I wanted to ramble about. So I really appreciate you guys appreciate you guys listening. And uh, please like and share and subscribe and all that stuff when I put up a podcast. If you enjoy it, I, I would really appreciate it. And uh, thank all of you guys for listening. And I hope I made sense and I didn't lose any listeners um, on what I said. I just want us to all be less full of shit. That is my goal. That is my wish, rather, for uh, this country and this world. Um, can we just stop being so full of shit? Can we just stop? Anyway, I love all you guys. I appreciate you listening. God bless all of you, and take care. Bye.